This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, tomorrow an opportunity to engage with an online climate change panel is being organised by the University of Otago's Politics Department and joining me on the line now to talk more about that is Associate Professor Brian Roper. Brian Morena, good to have you with us. Morena, good to be here. Might be forgiven for um, for for having climate change issues on the back burner at the moment. It might feel a bit like that with so much else going on in the world. Um, some of the heat uh, has gone out of the discussion around this in recent times. But of course, the crisis doesn't get any less urgent. Um, we've seen a lot of um, talk, we've heard a lot of talk this year and over the past twelve months about. Um, promises for a better future coming from our leaders around the world. Um, what's the purpose of the discussion tomorrow around that? Yeah, well, um, actually, I thought your opening remark was, um, you know, was obviously um, really onto it. I mean, if you look at the current conjuncture in world history, what we're seeing are, are several interrelated um, and, um, you know, um, crises. Uh, we've obviously got the ecological crisis um, and, the, and all of the um, Earth systems are in crisis. So it, it involves more than just climate change. Declining biodiversity is another major dimension of it. Um, we've got the global pandemic. Um, we've got war, the, the, the most significant war that's broken out in Europe since the end of World War II. Um, we have a global economic crisis um, and we also have intensifying geopolitical competition and conflict between the great powers. Um, I mean, you know, the backdrop to this being, among other things, the eastward expansion of um, of NATO with 14 East European countries joining. Um, and then on the other side, we've had increasing US aggression towards China to try and contain China's rise. So the, the, the intensifying um, climate crisis really needs to be set, uh, I think, in the context of a, of a global system that's in crisis. But, 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 you know, I'm sure that your listeners are aware of all of this, and it's a pretty kind of doomy and gloomy, depressing moment in world history. Um, and we don't really want to add to the doom and the gloom um, by way of this panel discussion. Because um, everybody's aware of the severity of the climate crisis, of the fact that it's getting worse and it's getting worse at an accelerating rate. Um, so what the discussion really focuses on is more positively, well, what can we do about it? What can we actually do to um, counter this trend for ca uh, carbon emissions to keep rising um, and for, for global temperatures to keep rising as a result? So tell us about who your panellists are for this discussion tomorrow and what perspectives you expect them each to bring. Well, um, the, keynote, the keynote speaker is um, James Shaw, the uh, Minister of Climate Change. And I think that I'm, I'm expecting him to really talk about the positive things that the current government are doing. And they are doing um, you know, a number of positive things. Um, I think it can be convincingly argued that the uh, overall policy response to climate change has been much better than the key English um, national government that preceded them, although it would have to be said that isn't particularly hard. Um, but uh, 
you know, the centrepiece of the current government's approach is the uh, emissions trading scheme, and so I'm expecting there to be some debate about that. Um, we also have um, Professor uh, Lisa Ellis from um, the philosophy department. Uh, we've got, um, you know, myself, um, and and. Um, you know, we've got a range of speakers. We've actually got about eight panelists. So it would take me probably most of our ten minutes to kind of go through all of the the various um, panel members. I think the thing that is important to note is that the discussion is very much focused on um, the positives of um, of what what we can can do to actually stop carbon emissions from rising. Right, fellow panellists include Cena Brown-Davis, Jack Brazil, uh, Adam Curry and Josh O'Sullivan. Yeah. Here we are, and and forgive me for putting it this way, but it's probably worth um, talking about. Uh, It's another talk fest. And so when you do something like this, what do you expect to come out of it other than um, ideas? that's a really good question, because of course, um, you know what what we need is substantially more than blah blah blah. Um, uh, you know, so um, Greta Thunberg responded to to what was being proposed at the COP um, twenty six by saying, you know, we need more than blah blah blah, and I think that that that. That's very, very true. I mean, essentially, I think that the world's governments have been failing to implement uh, effective policy responses to rising carbon emissions and global warming. I mean, that's 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 abundantly clear. So, um, what what what? I, well, this really depends on what you know panelists think is actually required. Um, going forward, I think that the majority of panellists would all agree that what is um, required, among other things, is a mass worldwide um, uh, climate strike and climate justice movement. Because it's only if we have a, a you know, the, the world's governments have, have, have failed to effectively address the problem. Uh, and they are only going to start implementing effective solutions uh, if the world's people mobilise on a sufficient scale to put enough pressure on governments to resist the corporate lobby groups that want governments to adopt ineffective, watered-down, largely market-based responses. So I would hope that this panel just plays a, a small part in trying to, you know, build that kind of movement. Uh, but perhaps most importantly, um, you know, when I'm teaching about climate change, I start off, uh, you know, the undergraduate lecture with the famous flying scene from um, the, tit- the movie The Titanic. Do you remember that scene? Indeed. Yes, Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio on the bow of the ship. And, you know, as the sun sets on a... On a, on a beautifully calm um, a, a North Atlantic uh, ocean. And of course, um, what makes that moment so moving is we actually know what the, where the ship's going and what it's going to hit. 
Now, the problem with, with the Titanic, of course, was that they couldn't see the iceberg, and part of the reason they couldn't see the iceberg was precisely because conditions were so calm. So if you've got no waves, it doesn't create sort of, you know, um, white water around the base of the of the, the the top part of the iceberg that's above the surface of the water, so they couldn't see it. Also, there's inertia, so they couldn't see the iceberg, and there was inertia so that when they did see it, they didn't have enough time to, to turn the ship so it wouldn't hit the iceberg. Well, that's a very apt analogy for 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 advanced capitalist civilization uh, in the 21st century. We're heading towards the iceberg, so why are the captains not turning the ships? Why are they all still heading to the iceberg? Well, part of it is because they can't see the iceberg, right? They cannot see the iceberg. And, you know, I use this image on a slide where I've got neoliberalism, which is the small part of the iceberg that's above the waterline, and then capitalism, which is the bulk of the iceberg below the waterline. Now, I can forgive, you know, politicians for not being able to see, you know, what's below the water, but at the very least, they should be able to see what's above the water. Neoliberalism, which you know I'd be arguing anyhow, is um, is part of the problem and no part of the solution. In other words, the idea that market-based responses, that emission trading plus EVs equals the solution to global warming and climate change, I would argue that that is fundamentally flawed. Not only because market-based responses have have, have evidently failed to work, but also because EVs uh, aren't going to save the planet either. I mean, uh, an EV, by the time it rolls out of the showroom floor, has already generated six, uh, roughly 60% of the carbon footprint of a petrol-driven vehicle before it's even left the showroom floor. Then you factor in the roading network that's, that's required um, in order for EVs to be able to be driven around the country and around our cities. Then you've got tyres, You've got batteries, and then you've got the ethical issues around sourcing lithium from from Africa and so and in other parts of the world, um, etc. So, if we're going to solve this problem, if we're going to turn the ship, we actually need to be able to see much more clearly what's causing the problem. Brian, I can I can feel your passion through through the through the telephone line. It's going to be such an interesting <laughs> debate and discussion tomorrow. Tell us about how people can engage with this online climate change panel. Yes. Now, look, this is the tricky thing. Um, in order to be able, it's it's online via Zoom. You have to register in order to be able to get the Zoom link. Now, in order to register, all you need to do is provide your name and an email address. That's it. And then you'll then then you'll get the link, and you'll be able to um, you'll be able to log on. Um, to participate um, in the discussion this evening. So that's quite important. You need to register, but it's free. All you've got to do is supply your name and your email address in order to be able to get the link and then access it um, via Zoom. Now, you mentioned this evening. Uh, I've got March 16th as the oh, date. Tomorrow evening. Tomorrow evening. Great. And <laughs> um, and how can, where should people go to, to register that, that interest? Um. Okay, well, if, uh, basically, if they go to, if they, if they, well, there's basically a website, and I'm trying to work out how to give you that website, you know, over the radio, but if one, one simply goes to the University of Otago website, which is www.otago.ac.nz, 
that's just the standard University of Otago website. And then if one goes um, slash news slash events, um, it'll come up um, as one of the, the, the scheduled events. And then it's possible to click on the link from there. All right. If you're eager enough, you'll find it. Um, I'm sure there are plenty out there who uh, want to be part of that Zoom discussion tomorrow evening. What times it get underway? Uh, it runs from 7 to 9 p.m. Two hours of very intense discussion, no doubt. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Brian yeah. Roper, thanks so much for taking some time just to introduce that to us today. And uh, l- let's hope that it's a fruitful discussion. Um, thanks. Yes, let's hope so. Let's, let's hope so too. Thanks for joining us on the Awesome Morning Show. No, thank you. It's a pleasure. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.